Welcome back to Get Geekish. I'm Derek, and struggling over there is Bino. I, I am on the struggle bus this week. Uh, <laughs> I just uh, had my first ever bout with COVID and everything that goes along with it. So if my brain you know, goes off on a random tangent, my month that it always does that, you know, then just cut me some slack. <laughs> three three years late, and it's kind of fitting because, um, you know, I was just talking to you about our podcast, what we're going to talk about, and you had no idea. So welcome, you know, Geekites and Swifties for this one. Yeah, um, we're, we're talking about Taylor Swift <laughs> yeah. partially this week on the podcast. Yeah, uh, we'll be talking about Taylor Swift here. And you hadn't heard that she did the Eras movie. Like, so she did the Eras, right? And then yeah, the, the Eras the tour Eras was movie. a big deal. Her, it was one of those huge selling concert tours and sold out. Going like, on. Super expensive, still going on. Everyone's heard about that. And you brought up this Eras movie, which I had not heard about. After reading about it, it's apparently a very big deal, but uh, I just, maybe I'd heard about it and I just assumed they were talking about the tour. It just, it wasn't, all the Taylor Swift news I hear was about her and Travis Kelsey, so it's, everything's just like, oh yeah, her name's there again. Cool. <laughs> Who? Who's Travis Kelsey? No, I'm just kidding. Um, so yeah, we, so they're kind of talking about this and I guess this is our braggadocious moment. We both met her at different points in her life. I met her when she was going on tour for Teardrops on My Guitar and all of that with the first album at a small little place in Colorado called the Grizzly Rose. Um, and then you met her years later when she was a little bit more of a big deal. Yeah, she was doing the uh, the Red Tour when I got to meet her. And she, one of those celebrities, like... She checked all the boxes of she was super nice, super friendly, super approachable. Like everything that she did was classy when the, when we met her for it, and she maybe have a have a good good soft spot, good feeling for her. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. When you know when I met her, she was you know that kind of still shy, naive little like trying to get into it and everything like that. And you know there was I wouldn't say the Grizzly Rose was sold out, but there was a, there was some good showing. But it was one of those ones where you could talk to her and. I don't know if this is still the case. And Taylor, if you ever, by whatever means, come across this podcast, is your favorite cheese still Swiss? Swiss? Because that's the random question that was asked to you way back when during that was, what was your favorite cheese? And you said Swiss. So is it still Swiss or have you uh, have you moved on to different cheeses? <laughs> It's, it's, it's the burning questions. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure some of our fans could probably answer that for you as well. You know. Probably, <laughs> probably. Um, but right now, the the Eras movie just came out. I think for early access. Um, not to date the podcast, but right now they're already saying that is the highest grossing domestic concert film ever. Um, tallied between ninety five to ninety seven million during this opening weekend. Yes, um, almost a hundred million dollars for a movie about a concert tour, which is still going on. Which, which is, is it's unreal because you said that and I thought it wasn't a big deal because I've heard a few in the past. I remember Katy Perry had one probably what ten years ago or something like that that came out where there was a movie about the Katy Perry phenomenon that came out and it came and went in theaters and it was you know it was doing some fan service but it was it was not a box office hit by any means it was in theaters for a couple weeks and then they sold dvds of it but this is we're talking this is an experience (laughs) yeah i just i just can't imagine but there's there's hollywood movies that people have been working on for years that aren't making half this much money on their entire run let alone an opening weekend i guess it goes to show you the power of 
the swift following. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's what's baffling to me. So, I mean, you talked about Katy Perry. So I remember that came and went. And I think like Justin Bieber did one too, you know, back when. Yeah, he did his, his we never, never Say Never film. And yeah. in its entire run, his made $73 million, which that baffled me at the time too. But at, at the time, uh, the, the Justin Bieber fans were. Uh, fanatical is that a good word for that? Something along those yeah. lines. At that time, he could do he could do no wrong with them. But and, and I haven't seen the Eras tour. Um, my wife and my daughter are going to go see it actually later today. Um, ironically enough, which kind of like I think kind of sparked it in my head. And it was one of those ones like you brought up Taylor Swift or not Taylor Swift, Katy Perry, Justin Bieber. I think those films were more of like some of the concert footage, but some behind the scenes and stuff. I think Taylor Swift's Eras isn't it just straight concert like not really any interviews or anything like that i uh, i mean well, I, I mean you don't even you just found out about it today so oh you 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 talk i'll look i'll find out what it is here i'll, I'll, well, I'll it, I, I don't know it's just one of those ones where if if that's the because if you look at katie perry or the justin bieber ones it's you know categorizes documentary music the Taylor Swift one is musical music. And I know that, you know, theaters are doing sing-alongs for it. I know Alamo Draft House is, you know, normally they tell you to be quiet. They also have one for like stuff like this, where it's like, this is now a loud zone. It's going to have people, you know, it's, it's a concert experience basically is what you're going to see. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, there's been some concert movies uh lincoln park did one what live from texas or whatever like that where you know bands growing up what we did like from warp tour and stuff there's been compilations of like their concerts and you're like yeah but i mean for something like this is is this the new thing i mean and i guess i because this, this, this is a way for people to experience the concert without having to go to a concert. Because let's be honest, as as times have changed, going to a big concert is not the same as it was 10, 20, 30 years ago. Because right. if you wanted to take, like if I want to take me and my wife and my daughter to go see a Taylor Swift concert, I'm talking, you know. Second mortgage? Yeah, two dollars $3,000 <laughs> worth of tickets plus merchandise plus having to be down there hours early and paying for parking. I'm like, it's some people... That, Myself included. The idea of standing in a parking lot for six hours waiting to get inside a concert with 65,000 screaming teenagers, it's not real high on my priority list. But the concert still might be really cool in there because I will hand it to Taylor Swift, too, that at least back when I saw it, too, it was one of those, t it was one of those tours where everything was well done. There was... Right a show going on that wasn't just somebody on stage playing guitars. There was pyrotechnics, there was dancing and acrobats and actors and stage performances, all things all happened. So it was an actual experience. Um, and your, your camera went off by the way. Just yeah. So I, just I just noticed that. Them. Yeah. I just noticed that. Um, and maybe that's, if they do this right, I could see that as being a success. If, if they could have this tour that has already gotten you know, rave reviews from Taylor Swift fans of the actual concert itself being amazing. So here's this movie where they can do it a little bit differently, go a little overboard and bring it to a whole bunch more people in other places, people that couldn't afford to see it, didn't get to see it. Maybe they loved it and wanted to go see it again. And if they make the movie a, an experience for people, maybe that'll work. Now, if it comes out and it is just a two hour movie of look how great Taylor Swift is. Isn't she amazing? Look at her on stage. Isn't that great? This was such a great tour. You fans are the best. It's going to tank and be complete garbage. If, it, if it's, if it's just there to, 
sell tickets and be another way of like, oh, look, here's something else we can slap our name on and get some, get some money from. It's not going to work. But if they, if they create an entire another experience, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe this is the future of how concerts will happen. And instead of having to pay Ticketmaster $37 in fees, we can just pay the movie theater 3 or $4 in taxes and watch it on the big screen. But here's the thing with that, too, is there still has to be a concert with a ton of people to enjoy the film because i feel like if you went to the movie theater and you just saw a concert that was just a concert and not the crowd feeling that energy because i think that's one thing that you know we've both been to a lot of i'd say we're concert connoisseurs if you will Mm -hmm. we've seen small bands we've seen big bands we've experienced the different energies from different shows and something like taylor swift or something like that if you just put her on the screen yeah, it might be okay, but if you're showing actual concert footage of one of her tours and it's just a sold-out stadium of nothing but fans just screaming and cheering while she's singing, I think that's kind of adds to the experience. So if that's the future, there still has to be at least one concert for them to record and get that footage from that has that Oh, oh yeah, because it, 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 can't, it can't replace the live concerts. Yeah. But as an addition to of a way to bring that concert to more people that – didn't get a chance because like they make a tour across thing. When you live in central Montana, how many concerts come through within an hour drive of where you're at? Very few. True. If you live in the middle of Kansas, how many big name touring acts stop in Wichita? <laughs> like not many. So just being able to take that and just reach that just a little further out, and because that's what music has done now. It's it's uh, with the advent of every everything being available all the time on the internet. I think a lot more people could be excited about something like this and want to go be a part of something, even if it's not a tour coming near them. So, I mean, that that brings up the other question too. I mean, because I know that they've done this at some theaters for some concerts where they've live streamed concerts, right? Mm-hmm. You know, is is that going to go that route too? Because I know like with some of the EDM festivals and everything like that, they'll live stream some of the sets and everything and you can tune in. And I know that some of them have also done like you pay a premium and you can get, you know, some exclusive access and everything like that digitally. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's also how things are going to go? Because like you said, somebody in central Wyoming or Montana or wherever where they're, you have to drive three hours to see a decent show mm-hmm. just logs in. Well, or, if we're talking money making ways too, and that could be beneficial for both sides. Look at all these bands that have these huge hits or bands that are getting old and can't go on tour, missing members and things like that. The the secret behind something like this working is having all that hype because, like you said, you need to be in a theater full of people that are excited to see it, so it has to be something special. So what if some of the bands, instead of doing the county fair tour of Remember Us when we were big in 1987, they just hype a concert <laughs> like this and just get people from you know select theaters nationwide and they do this live stream thing all together or record something, put it together for those fans as just a party huzzah. Or you have a band coming out and they've got a new single they're going to release. Imagine if they did a live streaming event concert like this and somebody like, I'm not a huge U2 fan, but U2's big around the world and U2 is going to debut their new single at that concert. You can guarantee there would be a lot of people around the country and world that would be in that theater, front row center. Oh, the YouTube song, we're all going to hear it together. And to have that moment that everybody at the same time gets to all be there when it's first unveiled. Like, you know, that could yeah, be Yeah, and that's, 
that's kind of so i just heard a fact about john mayer so he's touring and it's been announced that he's going to play like a new song but it's only going to be available at that show that's how you're going to hear it because he kind of got burned in the past like he would release stuff and then the singles would get released before the album was even out. So then everybody already has all the singles and the albums out and everyone's like, Hey, we've already heard it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of a cool thing too, is to be able to play a song. Like you said, have that moment of like, we all just heard the song. Now we have to wait. We can't just download it now. And it's kind of going back to, you know, when we were younger <laughs> and we'd go to, and we'd go to a show, we'd have to either go buy the physical CD or wait until they released it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, so and, and, and trying to find songs words when you when you heard of a song and they, oh yeah there's a song that they said something about uh dropping on a boat and dro- uh, I don't know what the lyrics are but it has this really great beat and, and you have to wait like six months till the album comes out and listen to it like yeah. I don't remember what it sounds like anymore. Well, so also to to kind of go aside like this Taylor Swift era's film is almost three hours long, right? Ooh. The tour itself is more than three hours long, and it's coming from each one of her albums through her different eras, right? That's the era's turn. She sings 44 songs over those three hours plus. How many artists do you think could could do that commitment? Because, I mean, she's been doing this since March, and it's going on until November. So she's coming up to the tail end of her era's tour, but she's been doing 44 songs each session for more than three hours. It's a commitment. And and talking about how many how many other bands could come up with forty four songs that their fans actually like, <laughs> right? True. <laughs> so I mean that kind of got me thinking because I was I was thinking I was like what other bands like do other bands could other bands do this type of thing? So recently, um, actually it's really cool. I, uh, you know the Talking Heads. Mm-hmm. They have a they have a concert movie called Stop Making Sense. I didn't know about it, and I went and saw it at the Alamo. And I know more Talking Head songs than I thought I knew actually. Mm-hmm. But it's basically just one of their concerts, and it's just like an hour and a half of just that concert from start to finish. And it was kind of cool because I was like, "All right," and this was done in the eighties. So I was like, "Okay," I know that there's the bands out there that have. Well, it's it, it's the it's the production value, and if the, I don't know if this thing has a story that goes along to it, or just gives more details behind the songs, or something like that. Because maybe is there interviews mixed in with it's playing and then telling the backstory behind it or where it came from that gives you that full immersive experience into it. Because every band when we were younger in the like late nineties, early two thousands, every band had the concert DVD of here's the set of our new album live in concert on film, but it was just you know somebody with a video camera in the middle of the crowd recording the whole performance or mixing shots from the stage and every band recorded those things but outside of yeah. the diehards nobody cared it was never theater word it was never released anywhere outside of the band's merch store it was just one more thing you could find but this is a primed this and is polished a, thousands of people working on it spectacle show like well and that's the thing too is like that's what that's what i'm confused about i don't think there's any tours or any tours uh any interviews or anything like that because like with the stop making sense thing i thought that's what it was i thought with talking heads we're going to get backstory talk a little bit about it no it was legit it started up with them and it was a it was a cool thing because the way that they did the concert was it started with him and then they kept adding stuff behind him and everything like that and then adding band members onto the stage so at the end of it it was this full-on thing which was really cool 
but I was thought there was going to be like interviews or talking about it. No, it was just a full concert. I was like, I still enjoyed it. And I was like, okay, I think with Taylor Swift, it's the same thing. It's going to start out with her. Maybe talk. I think like the interviews is like, I think she does talk on stage mm-hmm. a little bit about like, Oh, we're going to go into this and this and this from what I've seen from clips. I think that's what it is, but I think that's it, which I, kind of like because i don't know when when you're watching some of the concert films like you said you know growing up in 90s early 2000s you could buy a cd that also came with that dvd like it was a special package of like oh check out this live from concert and it would be like shoddily put together and they, they'd play like 30 seconds of the song and they'd cut into an interview real quick of like oh yeah that day you know i was totally not feeling good and i was on cough syrup and then go back to the song and you're just like huh yeah, or you, think, or you imagine the thing of the, the the one song finishing up and then cut into like a cheesy '90s graphic. Hi, I'm Taylor Swift, and this is my new single "Runaway." You can see it on tour this year, and then a star yeah. wipe into the the next song going across and like that. That that was like all the infomercials that bands were forced to do in <laughs> the late '90s. <laughs> but that's what I'm thinking. Like. Do you think that, I mean, I guess Beyonce just released, she has a movie out now for, I, th- I think, a Renaissance tour. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a Beyonce fan. Don't hate on me. But it's it's one of those ones where, is there any other wheelhouses besides, like, I think Taylor Swift probably has more of a wheelhouse, more of a power than Beyonce does. Maybe, well, I, I, maybe I, I, five, I, six years ago, maybe not. But I, I think she's one of the biggest uh, influencers in the world right now, and it's because she crosses different demographics. It's not just young people. There's older people. There's pop people. There's country people. There's rock people. There's now lots of sports people. There's all these different things. And partially because she doesn't make a whole lot of enemies because she is fairly delightful person, I think. But to be able to be that, that, many, that many hits over so many years, because you figure she's been not just relevant, but top tier relevant in the pop cultural world for what? Uh, almost 15 20, years, 20 years, 20 years. Yeah. Like that's unheard of for most musicians. That kind of made me feel old. Yeah, even, even, even musicians that have been around for longer than that most of them haven't been up here that whole time. They've had, Oh yeah, they're really big and they have a couple albums. Oh, they got another big hit here. Oh, and then they draw, Oh, there's another big hit. And they, you know, they last a long time. But this is consistently like every album that comes out is like, and here's another number one. Here's another top 10. Here's another top 10. Here's another top 10. Like, But I think you nailed it too, because I think, you know, with, with other bands like U2, Metallica, you know, the big names that had a huge following and maybe still do, some of their albums weren't well received. I don't know any Taylor Swift album that wasn't really well received. I know that some are people <laughs> and, are like and any that were where they had a, a new version that came out five years later. So <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing is like some people are like, oh yeah, it might not be my favorite, but there's still like songs on it. I'll still jam it type of thing. But like, you know, I think back to what Garage Inc. from Metallica, like there was a whole bunch of hype when that came out and then when it came out, it fell flat. <laughs> Everyone I remember- was like, oh good yeah. welcome back, guys. Yeah. <laughs> You're the Napster? <laughs> <laughs> that's an old joke um oh my soul but yeah i mean that you're right i mean she's also been able to cross over because remember when she first started you and i were both on um hot ac adult contemporary mm-hmm. when she first started she was in the country world 
Yeah, and it was like and pulling for, teeth to bring over from country. We got flack for it, but yeah. And then all of a sudden, we started playing what teardrops on my guitar, right? Mm-hmm. That was the, the, non, the non-country version where they take out the banjo, banjo intro. Yeah, the which top, the top forty edit. <laughs> yeah, which which we get we got flack for that, not from anybody that we you know. Well, I mean, I think some of the country guys gave us crap about I was it. Say, but, every, everyone we worked with gave us crap for it. Yeah, but <laughs> but, but listeners would too. Remember, we'd be at like events and they'd be like, "Why are you playing that country stuff? You know, you guys aren't country." I I have to change the channel. And now look at it; she's been able to get her foothold in that country world, and then dive over into our world and. I don't know. Her fan base, she's one of the only people that I've ever seen that can get a fan base that have that much ownership in what she does. There's other fan bases that are fanatical and diehards and love everything that their fans do, but it seems like a lot of the Swifties have ownership, like protection of her, like go out of Mm -hmm. the way to make sure that extra support backtalk anybody that bad mouth shut down anything else. Like it's, it's unreal to have that much support for anything that she does. It's, it's uh, awe-inspiring and slightly terrifying. Like, do you know the kind of evil she could make happen if she decided to give her her Swifties some directions that were not so good? <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. She's she's. Some people are saying that she's not really dating Travis Kelsey. Whatever she's whatever she's doing, it's caused a spike in sales for his jersey for Chiefs' interest and everything like that. So. And that's just she's not even talking and speaking about it. So somebody took that and they're like, "Can we Photoshop her in a library and see <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people can read from side? Taylor? Can you just go on Twitter and say you really love to read, right? <laughs> can you say you really like the Get Geekish podcast, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe even just like a tweet from us or something? And then you know, but that's right. That's exactly it. Is she has that power, and I think she knows it because she's not. I mean, yeah, people have made drama about her life in the past, mm-hmm. and she's written songs about it and everything like that, but she's not really a button pusher, not from what I've yeah, seen. Yeah, she's she's not out there making enemies with people, even like you said, what the country said. I think after the reason she survived in country and moving away from country was she never claimed to be this you know, rough and tumble backwoods country girl that's making her way in the country world, and, then, and do, it was, she, I'm just making music from my, from what I like to from my heart I'm just doing what I yeah. like to do like I was I was <laughs> sorry if you don't like it started like, writing songs <laughs> yeah, it was, so it's 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 interesting to watch that tale and and perspective when you everyone's talking about this era's movie tour I just found some stats on it too of how big it is compared to the other uh concert movies they're saying this one's mm-hmm. going to make almost 100 million dollars in its opening weekend number 2 was the Justin Bieber one for never say never which made right, 70 $73 million. And the third is Miley Cyrus's Best of Both Worlds, which made $31 million. So from number one to number three, it's more than triple what the number three movie made in its, in its opening weekend. And for all of movies of 2023, uh, this opening weekend is, if it hits that number, will be in the top 10 movies Open, top, t- top 10 movie opening weekends for this year and if it goes a little higher could make it to the top five opening weekends for movies in all of Hollywood for 2023 what are the chances that this passes a Marvel mo- or I mean it's already probably passed a Marvel movie but like you know well, overall game level 
uh, I don't think that's possible because this is one of those, it's like you said, an experience. I don't think this is something that can be in theaters for four or five, six weeks and still have that same one. I think this is going to be a weekend or two, you know, maybe a month or something like that. But I, I, I don't see how this, this, this many people can't go see this concert, three hour concert repeatedly. I, I just can't. So, uh, you'd be surprised. <sighs> I know. I say it out loud. Then I'm like, maybe I could, could they do that? But yeah, you, I mean, look how many times people saw like Endgame in the theater, right? And that's a three-hour movie. Or like every time they re-release Titanic, which is a three-hour movie, people go see it. So I don't know. I mean, I know that with Alamo, because I had been watching, looking at tickets when they first announced it, and Alamo has been sold out at a whole bunch of different locations for this movie, which technically comes out next week. This is like the early access weekend, but it like comes out next weekend. And it's been sold out for like a month, two months. Mm-hmm. And it just, I don't know. I think it might not be in game level. Okay. But it, I think it's going to be up there for, for what it is. I think it's going to be monumental. I don't know if it's uh different for Texas than it is here in Colorado. But uh, I could go get tickets to see it in forty-five minutes. And then- oh yeah, no, no, that's that's what I'm saying. Is I early access weekend? I got I was able to get tickets like same day. Uh huh. But like, if you look at next week, I don't know about there, but here, like at, at least at the Alamo Draft House, which is like I said, a, you've been to an Alamo. It's a different experience type of movie theater than just a Cinemark. Uh-huh. So maybe that could be it. But like, yeah, Cinemark, I had no problem getting tickets, but there was still quite a few people getting tickets. What's I was just saying, the one that starts in 45 minutes, there's seven seats sold in it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I, 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 I don't know. I, I'm wondering if they were expecting too much because I'm, I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking through five or six showtimes and they're all, one of them has about 20 seats bought up, but most of them are you also not, gotta think not too, pulled, to say the I, least. I bet they did over expect some of the stuff because there's not really any movies, big name movies that came out that would draw people to the theater right now. So maybe they're like, oh, yeah, yeah well, let's and, just add another Taylor Swift. And they have 12 showings of it at the Fort Collins Theater today. 12? Yeah. Oh, they should have done 13. That's her number. <laughs> I, um, I, I think that might have been a slight over-exaggeration and how many people were going to go do it. <laughs> okay, well, regardless, she's already at $100 million, right? Mm-hmm. For opening weekend. And they're like you said, at least a couple more weekends they'll get out of this. So it's probably going to... I mean, you take that and you take what she's already made on this Eras tour and then you take what she's going to make when they release this to DVD. That's... I don't... I. It's best not to, say, it's best not to think about how much money she makes. <laughs> I don't I don't think that there is another artist like this that could come close. I, I right now I don't think so either. Has there ever been? Well, I, I see I, again that's a different world when you go back into the 70s, 80s, 90s, those a lot of bands had that kind of part because they were yeah, such right. a thing. And but but it was everything was so limited. You couldn't there wasn't the feasibility to do something that big, that widespread. It the, the technology just didn't exist. You couldn't make a movie about a concert tour and release it before the concert tour was done. That was unheard of. Like everything took a lot longer to make. There wasn't the distribution for it. it it's it was impossible. That it, it wouldn't have been able to do, but there were people that could 
sell out back to back to back to back back stadium tours in or play one city and just play there six seven nights in a row and have that stadium full every day people camping out and driving across the country to go see it so i think there's been yeah in you're the right past, i mean look at the grateful dead and their followers when they were at the heyday of people people are still following around but well, I mean, even look at, I guess, Dave Matthews, too, because, like, he would sell out, what, the Gorge in Washington? Is that what it's called? Or something yeah, like that? So. Mm-hmm. And Red Rocks multiple nights. So I guess there there's still artists that will have that carry. But, like, I don't think, like like you said, like, they'll still be successful, but not to T-Sway level. Like, now, well, I think what, what might be doing is I think she might be learning a little bit from how K-pop is so successful and how it works over in there because yeah. those K-pop bands, it's it's a whole production of how it goes on and they, they create that kind of sense among the fans. And I think she's learning some of the stuff they've done and trying to pull a few things here and there that's working very well for her with worldwide audiences. <laughs> True. Well, you remember how, I don't know if you ever had this like, when you went to a concert and they'd be like, Hey, we're recording this tonight for our live CD or something like that. And you're just like, yeah, were you ever part of those? Oh yeah. And you'd go scouring, yeah. the, trying to find at the time, the, the bootleg version of the concert at the, uh, the, uh, Ogden theater in Denver. And oh, I was there, I was there. Yep. I, wonder yep. if you, I wonder if you could hear me when I was screaming. <laughs> yeah. Like what it was like, uh, panic at the disco when they, did their first tour they released like a little thing from live at the Fillmore. i was like oh my god i was at that show you know but can you imagine somebody's like here's about the eras tour movie right they're like oh my god i'm gonna be in a movie but the movie's already out and they have tickets in november (laughs) (laughs) they're like oh this is baloney this doesn't count (laughs) i don't know so if we took taylor swift and put her back in time to the 70s do you think it would still resonate the same like this like without the uh, social media and the technology and everything like that, I, I don't think it would. Don't get me wrong; it's, I'm not saying her her music's bad by any means, but it was a different style at a different time, so it would have had been way different to be successful for that. But half of the reason that she's created these fans she does is because she has the personal quote unquote connections with them, the social media connections, the the in in person, the behind the scenes things. All of these fans feel like they know her, feel like they're best friends with her. Yeah. In the '70s, you didn't get that with the band. Unless you actually were best friends with the bands, you didn't get anything other than newspaper clippings and maybe an interview at a concert or on Johnny Carson or something <laughs> like that. You didn't get to see them, you know, showing off pictures in their, their bedroom or talking about how they're writing a song on tour or literally go off stage and then break down in tears about something just happened at their show and share it with everybody. Like she's she's just created that that uh, personal connection with all these fans think that they are I'm I'm friends with her. Everything she yeah. does, I love. I want to hear more about what she does. I don't want to just hear her song. I want to hear what she had for breakfast. I want to hear if her and her mom got over that fight they had last month. I want to hear if that shoelace that broke ever got fixed. Like they've she's relatable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because you like you look back to the way that the Beatles were. They were big because they were something different. Everything like that. Not really relatable, but something different. Taylor is very relatable mm-hmm. to a mass amount of different demographics like you've said so and, and it's not I, it's, it's not people are liking taylor swift to like her because liking taylor swift makes you cool or something like that because yeah. at the same point for every person that says i love taylor swift there's somebody else that says i hate taylor swift how could you like that garbage and it's it's very you know play, uh, polarizing as far as that goes so it's not yeah. like it's 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 not a, a class or a status fact of oh I, I i like taylor swift so i'm 
I'm in the cool kids club. Like, <laughs> I think we just came to a realization on this this Get Geekish podcast, and I think you know it's breaking news. You're going to hear it here first. Taylor Swift is bigger than the Beatles. <laughs> I mean, I I I would say probably has more sway than the Beatles did in their heyday. I yeah I. You know, I wasn't around at that time, but it, it seems like that might be the case. And this is coming from people, like I said, we like Taylor Swift. I like Taylor Swift, but I'm I'm nowhere near obsessed or Swifty. The idea of, you know, the the things we've been talking about that a lot of our fans love, not my not my cup of tea, not my jam. I, I'm not on a personal level following all of her Instagram accounts and follow stories. It's like, oh, she's got some good songs. She was nice in person. Cool. Puts on a good show. That's as far as it mm-hmm. goes for me, but. It's it's interesting to watch from afar and with our, our radio experience, knowing what some of the behind the scenes goes and what's happening is, is it's it's fascinating to watch this whole thing unfold when there's so many other stars that are doing everything they can to claw and tear away every little piece of fame and every minute of the alignment they can latch onto, And then have her in the back. She's like, yep, I'm just doing my thing. And yep. <laughs> commanding armies. <laughs> it's it's. It's ironically not about the clout for her, but she's got a lot of it. Mm-hmm. She's got a lot of it. Was that a, a Taylor Swift quote or something? No. Okay. I, th- I don't think so. Was it? <laughs> I don't know. I thought you were making some pun. You had that look in your eye. I'm like, are you trying to call, no, call me out for I not just, knowing stuff again? <laughs> no, I was just thinking because like you, 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 you nailed it. You have these artists who were big, who are trying to stay relevant. They're trying, like we know how we've talked about in the past with TikTok and marketing and trying to get their, they have to get so many likes on TikTok before they can release their album, blah, 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 blah. She has little to no effort to do any of mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And what was the what, one of the albums just releasing it for free on her social media account? Like, yeah. wasn't that the two albums ago or something like that? That it was just like, oh, I'm just gonna give. I just made new album, so here you go, enjoy it. Yeah, she did. She did like a surprise release. Like, yeah. here you go. <laughs> Nobody knew about it. It's like, here you go. Yeah, and and she yeah. made a lot of money, but there there was no strings attached to. It. it was like, if you like it, download it. It's yours. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the MySpace days. <laughs> Good old Colby Clay. <laughs> well, so we think we learned a lot today. Uh, I am severely out of touch, and Taylor Swift is huge. And I'm gonna, I'm interested to see how this whole Eras thing works out. I'll have to get this this podcast posted quick enough so it's not uh, out of Rated. date. Yeah, too bad. Well, and it would be fun too to come back, you know, a few months later and see how wrong we actually were and how much money it actually made and everything like that. And yeah, we come back in six months and it, it's still playing in theaters worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> We'll we'll be wearing Taylor Swift merch and <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, but uh, let us know what do you think. Are are you a huge Taylor Swift fan? Do you not like Taylor Swift? Do you not care about Taylor Swift? Are you gonna see this Eras tour? Like, is this something that you think needs to be seen? Like, let us know in the comments uh, at Geek Geekus. We're on all the social media channels. You can find us there and uh, jump into the conversation. And we would love to hear from you. And Taylor, if you could comment on your favorite cheese, just so I have an update on that, that'd be great. Swiss. Thanks. <laughs> hey, you made it through the whole. I, I did a couple times, but I got it. 